0: Welcome, everybody, to the PCC Institute for Health Professionals podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with Mike Muckler, a pharmacist and instructor with IHP uh, and a terrific resource for our pharmacy programs. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike.
1: Oh, you betcha.
0: Now, today we're going to talk uh, about pharmacology in geriatric medicine, Uh, and that will ultimately be our focus uh, for for this brief episode, but I want to start by getting your insights. As somebody who's been an educator for many years, a dispenser for many years, what exactly uh, or or how would you characterize the role of the pharmacist in long-term treatment of a patient?
1: Well... There are numerous identifiable and well-predictable age-related changes, uh, not only in the human body, but in the animal body as well, including our pets, for example, that will dictate not only whether or not we need medication, but also in what amounts and also how frequently. Now, when we look at the older patient, a lot of times that comes about for, say, three different reasons. Uh, we see, for example, in the aging process, uh, decreased liver function, for example. And one of the roles as me as a pharmacist, say, in long-term care settings is to monitor uh, the older patient's liver function. The liver, of course, is the primary organ that is involved in breaking down drugs. Now, if we see the liver... Uh, start to wear out a little bit, that means it's not going to be as efficient in breaking down medications so they can continue to recirculate in the body, uh, exerting their effects. And that can be a problem, obviously. Uh, also, we see issues with kidney function. Now, I was taught in pharmacy school, and I believe, uh, this is what we all also teach, is that for every year we live past the age of 50, Uh, our kidney function decreases by about one percent. Now, keeping in mind that the kidneys are the primary organ for eliminating medication, as we see kidney function decrease, we can run into the issue also of the medication not leaving the body when we want it to. So again, just like we would see with liver dysfunction, medication continues to circulate in the body. Uh, one of the last areas or the other areas that we're always concerned about with the older patient as well that pharmacists will try to monitor, especially, let's say, in a long-term care setting, is the loss of muscle mass. Now, that doesn't mean that our older folks, of course, have obesity issues. As a matter of fact, you can go into many uh, long-term care settings and see uh, very few people that are overweight, but they have lost some of their muscle And what that means is they've lost some of the ability to, say, forcefully contract muscle to get, say, the kidneys going or the liver or even urine flow. And this will also contribute to medication staying in the body for longer periods of time than they were actually designed to do. So our role as pharmacists, as we practice in this setting, is to monitor and make sure that the doses are not only correct, but as important, if not more importantly, that because we could have the problem of medication continuing to circulate through the body, that their dosing intervals are also either lessened or certainly monitored to make sure that we're not overdosing uh, this demographic group. So uh, pharmacists does play a role in that, and as a matter of fact, it's been my experience that the pharmacist can play even a bigger role than the prescriber in the long-term care setting, along with the nurse. Uh, Nurses and pharmacists work closely together uh, with these folks in that particular demographic. Now, we can do the same, and I've done the same, say in the retail pharmacy setting. Uh, It's probably not as interactive, but the pharmacists do keep an eye on this. Uh, Making sure that if we have an 80-year-old, for example, that he or she is not being dosed, say a strong medication like the muscle relaxants is a good example. It's not being dosed, say the same way it would be for a 20-year-old or a 25-year-old. Or if it is that the patient's aware of it or we discuss it with the doctor, uh, just stay on top of it to monitor it and make sure that our patient doesn't experience any adverse effects or side effects. Well,
0: you know, Mike, you're getting to something that I think really challenges some, some broadly held assumptions of the role of pharmacy. Uh, You know, what, what, I'm hearing you say is that, you know, there is a really key role, particularly in the hospital, se- uh, hospital setting, uh, while uh, for the pharmacist to to play in the long-term care of the patient. Uh, and yet, I think most people kind of assume pharmacists are the retail pharmacist.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And in 32 years of pharmacy, uh, I think that's been kind of the prevailing attitude about pharmacists. Uh, in the retail setting, that's, that's certainly true. But in the long-term care setting, and as I mentioned, in the hospital setting, uh, the pharmacist will definitely play a larger, a more expanded role in monitoring the medication. Now, in the hospital setting, you know it could be the younger patient, middle-aged patient, or whatever. In the long-term care, uh, we're talking more specifically about the older patient. But yeah, we've I've experienced situations where in the hospital setting we've dosed out for example, certain IV antibiotics for the benefit of a patient. Mm -hmm. You know, the doctor may call the pharmacist or the pharmacy and say, I would like to have drug XYZ dosed out according to the patient's weight or any other criteria that we may be using for a certain medication. So you betcha the role is there. It's a strong role, an active role, perhaps not as well defined in the retail setting, but it's there as well.
0: Well, and, and just how critical it is to the care of the patient. I wonder, you know, spinning off of that, uh, how do you devote this or, or what is the context with which you present these sort of this series of kind of pharmacological lectures and discussions uh, within the education plan? What is the role of these discussions in, in providing greater context to those who are students of of uh, in this program?
1: Well, I think that's a great question. What I typically do when I train pharmacy techs, which I do at both schools here at PCC and then over at Heald, is I will remind our technicians, even though they're not pharmacists, they're still licensed professionals. And working as a pharmacy tech... Uh like no other job. We train them in these areas of pharmacology and proper dosing because, uh, very simply, they will act or can act or should act as the pharmacist's uh, eyes and ears. Uh, you know, a good example is, say, with a drug like lithium, which is potent and can be toxic. If the pharmacist is busy with another customer in the retail setting, for example, we have a patient who has been on lithium uh, who, let's say, comes up to the pharmacy window who uh, is shaking so bad, the technician will know from training that that is a very definite sign of lithium toxicity and be able to relay that information to the pharmacist instead of essentially ignoring it or, you know, making some other unwarranted assumption. So uh, this learning the pharmacology, certainly the basics of it, uh, is important, Uh for these particular students, because it helps in our our uh, essential main goal, and that is to take good care of our community, take good care of our patients, and just be on the lookout uh, for anything that may need addressing by the pharmacist. And in situations like this, we could even refer that back over to the doctor. But a lot of instances of people coming up to the pharmacy, uh, you know, they need additional help, and our technicians are trained to see that, label it, and make sure that The pharmacist gets the necessary information.
0: The you've already talked a bit about the uh, sort of the the uh, the trends you look for, sort of the health. issues that come about as we get older, Uh, liver and kidney function, for example, you've talked a little bit about that. Uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the strategies for approaching these specific, uh, you know, these specific sorts of uh, uh, health patterns in older people that are not just related to, uh, you know, prescribing medicine. Uh, you know, what are the other sort of strategies you might employ, uh, you know, reducing the, the amount of medication the patient gets, uh, you know, changing the kinds of medications? What is the sort of role that you have with the, the healthcare primary care physician in in actually determining the overall care of the patient?
1: Well, that's a good question. And over my career, we've always made it a point, I have, to have a, a good, strong, active, communicative role with the prescribers, whether it be doctors, nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, or whatever. Uh, We give them information we think they need to know in case we see some of these problems. Uh, And In a lot of cases, especially with the older patient, uh, it can be relatively easy to see if they're having some sort of problem. Another thing that we monitor with the physicians, that the physicians uh, just don't have the time sometimes, is, The older person's actual role at the pharmacy, and what I mean by that, our computers will allow us to see, for example, if the patient is refilling their medication too soon. Uh, if we give them a month's supply and they're back in, say, 20 days to get a refill, that could indicate that they're taking the medication more frequently than they need to be. We'll examine that or investigate it and then communicate that to the doctor if need be. The other side is true as well. We could uh, fill a month's worth of medication, have them come back two months for a refill, and that could easily indicate that they're taking it less frequently than they should instead of every day, maybe every other day. Uh, We also worry about things of the patient taking too much medication at a time or not taking it at the right time of the day. That can be a real problem. Now, we don't see much use of the barbiturates anymore. But back in the 80s, I recall, uh, when we saw more use of that medication, uh, this just wasn't with our older patients as well. But taking these medications, the barbiturates for sleep example, and we would run into situations where the patient Uh, would take the medication, decide to stay up for a while, and then literally forget that they took the medication, repeat the dose with predictable consequences. So the proper time of the day uh, is just as important as the proper dose, uh, when to get refills, those kind of things as well. We also always with all of our patients, and especially our older patients, too, is remind them. And if the medication needs to be taken with food, for example, if we need to, we'll we'll write it down uh, for them. They get that information and in what we call the monograph information that the pharmacy gives them. Uh, also, a lot of me- medications cause drowsiness or sleepiness, and we're always trying to make sure that our folks don't get themselves into trouble by, say, taking a sleeping medication and then, say, Realizing it may not work for another half hour, they have time to run to the store and get milk or something, and then what ends up happening is they get themselves into all kinds of trouble. So just the day-to-day maintenance or operational, let's say, maintenance of how our older folks take their medication, uh, we always... Monitor that as well, not just some of the underlying physiological processes like kidney function and liver function uh, that we talked about. So, we're playing a real strong, active role all the way around with all our patients, but you know, with especially uh, these folks as well. And we also encourage them, you know, to be asking lots of questions, and we actually will try to predict what kind of questions. Uh, they may want to ask, but don't. And we make sure, you know, their experience in the pharmacy is a strong educational one where they know that we care about them.
0: Well, I, that is a, a a really key kind of perspective. And I, you know... Um, in, in terms of the pharmacist's role with the patient, it seems like there is um, there is this sense that, you know, you're looking out for the patient. You are a key—you play a key role in, in uh, you know, sort of an alert mechanism th- that defines uh, sort of when the patient n- might need to be concerned about the medication that uh, he or she is being—
1: Prescribed. You bet. And we teach that. I've always taught that to my students, whether they've been pharmacy students or pharmacy tech, that one of our most important roles is to take care of our community. Now, I actually work in Portland, but I live down on the coast. I live just south of Lincoln City, a much smaller community. But when I fill in at a drugstore down there, for example, uh, the drugstores in my hometown. We all realize that it's a small community, and one of our jobs is to make sure uh, that our folks are aware of all of these issues or problems that can uh, happen with medication. Uh, Not only is it important for us, it's actually the law also. The Oregon Board of Pharmacy will tell you that it's our job. Uh, to make sure the patient is educa- educated, excuse me. And there's also federal legislation behind that as well, like the OBRA regulations in 1990 that say our patients have to be counseled and advised on the medication. But as I said, uh, just from a community standpoint, taking care of our neighbors, that makes perfectly good sense.
0: Well, Mike Muckler, pharmacist, uh, pharmacy educator, and and a real uh, specialty in pharmacology and geriatric medicine. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you if they are interested in this sort of training and they're interested in taking part in your lectures? uh, What classes do they need to be taking with uh, IHP to catch you specifically?
1: Well, I spend most of my time here at the Portland Community College campus off Water Street. It's uh, in the Klein Building, uh, and that's where I can be found. I'm here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and some weeks I'm even here on Tuesdays or Thursdays, but all they need to do is call the campus down here. I don't have the number with me, but uh, I know everybody here, and uh, they could certainly find me uh, to hook up an interview or to get them started. uh in our classes, and we like to tell folks we'd love to have them. We have a lot of fun as well, very educational, and uh, we would look forward to seeing anybody who wants to stop by.
0: Well, that's perfect, Mike. Again, thank you so much. My name is Pete Wright. On behalf of Mike Mockler, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the PCC Institute for Health Professionals podcast. We'll catch you next week.